Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Natalia Bevilacqua of BevilacquaLaw.com. Natalia is an attorney in the states of Texas and Florida. So if you are in those states, that is terrific. If you are not, legal disclaimer, seek legal counsel where you are. Natalia has built a legal practice specialized in the areas of probate administration, guardianship, and estate planning. Natalia, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place? Growing up, I wanted to um, either be a teacher or a psychologist. Um, and I feel like now I have the pleasure of doing both. And I really enjoy it. I enjoy dealing with uh, different people, different families, getting to know people, um, helping. And uh, it's, it's wonderful. And to, to make things even better, I get to work for myself. Absolutely. So when you got out of uh, Florida Atlantic, looks like you had a dual major in business administration and marketing and then got your law degree from Nova. Um, what led you to probate guardianship and estate planning? Completely by chance, you know, God is good and uh, led me to where I uh, needed to be. Uh, a uh, family member asked me to help with his mom's probate. I tried it. I really enjoyed it. Then um, another acquaintance asked uh, me to draft a will for him, and I took a wills class in law school, so I was like, I can do this. And uh, <laughs> I'm happy to say that all these years later, every now and then I go back to that will, and I'm like, it's actually pretty good. I'm pretty surprised of how well I handled it, but uh, just completely by chance, people came to me, and I was able to help them out with the things they needed help with, and I realized that I really enjoy this type of work and it's always good to focus on just a couple of things as opposed to being a general practitioner. So um, I've been doing the same thing ever since. All right. Well, let's talk about those things that you're, you're, you're triumvirate of things that are all kind of interrelated. Um, what is probate and why is it so important that um, we get help with it? Probate is how the court transfers inheritance from a person that passed away to whoever is due that inheritance. And it's a very enjoyable area of law for me. However, at times I feel, even though I'm really truly helping families, a little bit of preparation in advance could have avoided the expense and um, the delays of dealing with any type of court situation. 
Uh, we, we read all the time. We see, you know, hey, you should avoid probate. Um, why do people say that? What is the downside of having to go through probate? The downside is an expense. You're spending a lot of money in attorney's fees. And if you have to hire accountants and appraisers and um, all sorts of other professionals, I mean, your fees are just going up and up and up. And of course, the delays. And last but not least, when you lost a loved one, last thing you feel like dealing with is the bureaucracy of, um, you know, the court system, the bank systems. Um, people should just be able to get what they are due easier, cheaper, quicker. That makes a lot of sense. Easier, cheaper, and quicker sounds fantastic. Now, how does that play into estate planning? If a lay person asked you, what would your definition of estate planning be? If they say, what do you do? How do you answer that question? So estate planning is just putting the appropriate documents uh, in place in the event of your eventual death or incapacity to make sure that your family knows what to do, to make sure that the people that you want to get your stuff gets your stuff, to make sure that if you're incapacitated, that someone else is able to take care of your affairs. Um, and uh, again, last but not least, to pass on the legacy, the human capital that you are, because obviously we're more than cents and dollars and square feet. Um, we do have a responsibility to pass our legacy to the next generation, our values, our culture, and um, lessons that we may want to teach our children, grandchildren, and whatever other future generations. So that's fascinating because most estate planning attorneys talk about the dollars and cents. How do you help clients pass on beliefs, values, culture, that type of thing? It depends a lot on where the person is in life. Obviously, a lot of grandparents come to see me, uh, but um, I also work with a lot of young people and a lot of young families with young children or people that are terminally ill. And uh, especially when there are young children involved, what I always recommend doing is uh, writing a series of letters. For example, a letter to your child on their first day of kindergarten, a letter to your child on their high school graduation, their wedding day, their first child purchasing a first home. And the idea behind it is that, of course, you will be there to read it with them. But in the event that you're not, just imagine the tremendous value and how loved and cared for your child will feel knowing that you took the time to write down your thoughts, your wishes, your, um, your advice uh, for them. And my own father passed away when I was uh, fairly young. And um, it was never really a huge issue for me. I was very close with my mom. But as I got older, and especially as I started having children, I missed the opportunity to ask him for advice. And uh, how would you handle a work situation? How would you handle a home situation? And if you can write down anything for for your kids, for your grandkids, it's it's just, it's invaluable. Absolutely. And then now on the other side, what do, what is a guardianship? So there are a couple of situations in which a person cannot take care of themselves. Either that person is a minor and they legally cannot be in charge of themselves, um, or they're a minor that's receiving an inheritance and they are legally not able to uh, manage their finances, or it's a situation where um, an adult person is incapacitated in some way and they're not able to 
to, to manage their affairs. They're not able to write checks. They're not able to pay their bills. They're not able to make decisions that are in their own best interests. So if you have not done the appropriate amount of estate planning and put the proper documents in place, then your loved ones have to go to court and ask to be appointed as your guardian. And again, that's another expensive and very invasive process because the court will want to know everything about you for the last, you know, 10 years before they appoint you in charge of another human being. Um, they should probably have a test like that for parent before you become a parent. But, I have said uh, that to my wife and I have said that multiple times. You have to take a test to drive. You don't have to have a, take a test to become a parent, which is arguably a lot more important. Right. So uh, once uh, the court appoints you, then you can make some decisions. Most decisions you have to, again, seek court approval to to do. But uh, that's what guardianship is. And uh, another context where guardianship comes up pretty frequently is when developmentally disabled children turn 18. Uh, legally, they're an adult. And a lot of times medical professionals or schools, they will no longer talk or disclose information to the parents that have been taking care of their kids, you know, their whole life and will continue to take care of their kids because the child is, even though they're legally an adult, they can't take care of themselves. So that's another situation where we seek um, court appointment as a guardian to give um, a parent ability to continue to help their child. The probably most famous guardianship that's in the news right now for the last few years, obviously, has been Britney Spears. Have you any? Have you followed that one at all? Any comments on that? <laughs> I you get try that all not, the time. I mean, I think it's horrible what what was done to her. And uh, in both states where I practice, we um, actually, especially in Texas, there's always a push for least restrictive alternatives. So the less you can do, the less you can restrict this person and the more you can help them regain their capacity. That's your job as a guardian, not just to grab a hold of everything and say, I'm the boss and we're, you know, we're going to do it my way. That whole thing is a real shame. On a personal note, you were born in Russia. When did you come to the United States? It's been a little while. I'm going <laughs> to try to not date myself. I was 14 and started high school, I think nine days after we landed in JFK. So that was a fun experience. I Did you speak any English when you got here? I went to a really good school in Russia and um, I spoke British English that they teach you in a Russian schools, which is not the same as conversational American English, but it definitely helped. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes are when it comes to clients doing their estate planning? I think anyone can pretty much guess what my answer is going to be. It's going to be either doing nothing or doing an online document for $39.99. I think those are terrible mistakes. And I've seen some really sad stories, especially with parents who have... Um, children that are disabled just in multiple situations when whenever there's any type of difficulty in a family no matter what it is and you go do those online documents it's 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 going to be a problem you have been doing this quite a while how are your clients finding you how are my clients finding me online? Everything's uh, everything's online now, and uh, Google is your friend, I suppose, <laughs> in some ways. Absolutely. Uh, with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge lately has been hiring 
um, and learning to delegate once you get to a volume where you can't find you can't handle everything on your own it's hard to let go and trust another person to do stuff for you and of course I think everyone's aware of the hiring issues that we're having now as a country um, my teenager is working at a fast food place making $13 an hour I'm like what that's uh it's it's a tough position for for small businesses and for just for employers in general absolutely your passion is obvious what do you like best about what you're doing i like helping people and i think that if i had a dollar for every time a client told me oh i didn't think about that i'd be so super rich right now uh it's my job to think and to know all the what ifs. And I think I know a lot of them pretty well. So there are a lot of things that people need to think about. And the only way you'll get to think about those things is if you have a knowledgeable person, have a conversation with you. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. Um, another disclaimer, you weren't giving any legal advice on today's call uh, on today's podcast. For our folks in Texas or Florida who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? I think the best thing is to call my office and schedule a time for a um, for a 15-minute phone call. It's uh, My phone number is 561-877-1515. Okay. This has been Seth Green with Natalia Bevilacqua. Natalia, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.